I'm like on the verge of tears because I'm so disappointed that I wasn't going to finish this thing. I was just ready to ready to cry and give up. Like I was completely depleted of energy. But she was like, oh, this is your first one. Do you love it? And I was like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> and she's like, oh, everybody feels that way. When's your next one? And I was like, never. I'm never doing this again. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 77 of the On The Runs podcast. We are coming to you virtual tonight. I am in, yes, the home bedroom studio that is filled with laundry. It just never ends. I have a mountain of laundry on my bed, Erica. This is insane. But you are coming to us live from your spare bedroom studio a week after your first hundred miler, you are you were able to walk up the stairs. I wasn't sure if you could even get up the stairs. How you doing? I'm finally feeling more like a human again. It took a while to get past the pure exhaustion that I felt, let alone the blisters on my feet. But I am feeling good and I'm ready to talk about this. It took me five days to figure out what I wanted to say and be able to discombobulate all my thoughts so (laughs) let's go this is such a big deal like your first hundred miler you get your own episode episode 77 just like ray bork lucky number sevens Ooh, i like it you you do Uh, it's not because we had to cancel and postpone our last three interviews (laughs) (laughs) two of those are my fault i'm sorry yeah but this is awesome. I'm super excited and proud. I have a ton of questions. Our listeners have a ton of questions. I sent it in on Instagram. So do we talk real quick? I mean, Should- yeah, you want to let, let's catch up what we missed because I haven't talked to you in a good week plus. And yeah, what's been going on in your life? I I don't think the listeners care what's going they on. They don't in my care. Life. I could well- tell you that I spent a lot of money today. On skis, ski helmets, hockey equipment. I spent so much. I took the day off and did I relax? No, I spent a ton of money. But Uh, nobody cares about that. They want to know about you. So maybe if we have time, we can do like an extended outro or we can just talk next week or do a special YouTube live or something. But I'm super excited and proud of you and I want to hear about it. So last time we talked to you was episode 75, the Aaron Azar episode Mm -hmm. nicole bryant came off the bench and subbed in for you for episode 76 thank you nicole she did fantastic as always as always she is getting more and more comfortable every time she's becoming a natural she's got big plans and big things coming guys stay tuned for that but while that was happening you were let's see you were in virginia doing your first hundred miler on the va creeper trail and like i i like to do Start from the beginning. Let's just start with why this race as your first 100 miler. What in your head clicked? This is the one I want to do. You know what? I have been following the Yeti Trail Runners on Facebook for a couple of years now, and they just seem like the most wonderful group of people. They're like 
I, I don't want to call them outcasts, but like they're just like the ragtag group of ultra runners. Like everybody is accepted. Like the weirdos, the the punk rockers. Like you're just no matter who you are, you're one of them. And they just seemed like the coolest people I've never met, if that makes any sense. So I've been following along and I've heard so much about this race. And so from from what I could tell, this was kind of, quote unquote, one of the easier hundred milers I could possibly do because it's held on like it's a back and forth a couple of times on the Virginia Creeper Trail. It's really not that technical, but we'll get into that. <laughs> um, but it's just like no mountains to climb. So it's it's kind of an introductory course for a hundred miler. So me being me, starting to get into the ultra game, my thoughts were like, hey, why not? Brandon was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> but of course, I listened to him. Yeah, I listened to <laughs> Voice of Reason. And so back in January, I believe we were talking to, that was when we were interviewing Ruth, I think. And mm -hmm. yeah, January 2nd rolled around and I was like, you know what? I have to try. I've, I've got to just try to get in and see what my body can do. And so that's what started it all. Is that the race you had to pause our interview with Roof to sign up in the middle? Of yes. yes. Actually, I had to do it twice during that interview, and I felt so bad because I did it for Anchor Down, and I also did it for that one. So, <laughs> Ruth, you are wonderful. Thank you for letting me pause for a few so I could get into these crazy races. And, and yeah, that's just uh, that was the beginning of it. So our Patreon followers, our, our mm -hmm. Patreon listeners, whatever we want to call them, they got to see a, a little sneak peek of your packing on our Patreon page. We called it Jibber Jabber. And so you yes. packed up all your stuff and and you had you had this bag and you said, oh, my God, it's so heavy. But when did you finish packing and leave? And did you forget anything? I did not forget anything. Um, so I left uh, this past Wednesday and um, I I overpacked, of course, because that's just how I roll. I had like three of everything because that's that's where my brain goes. I'm like, oh, what if this one breaks somehow? Uh, but yeah, so I, I managed to pack everything and we left on on Wednesday. And so you're this is an unpopular opinion, I think, for you. We flew uh, from Manchester. You think the greatest little airport in the country. It is. In fact, it was rated that on like a national magazine or website or something, too. So it we is. Flew to we flew to Charlotte, which was ginormous, but we flew from Charlotte to Tri-Cities in Tennessee, and that one gets my vote for the cutest, like, nicest little airport in the country. Okay. As long so as far, you're not, so like, far. as long as you're not taking a, a, a stab at MHT, like, that's fine. Oh, no, 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 no. But this was, like, the smallest little airport I've ever been to. It had seven gates <laughs> they were all in like one little like strip it was the smallest airport i've ever seen but mm -hmm. had the easiest like car rental uh process that <laughs> i've ever been through like i Ooh. went up and i'm like hey my name is blah 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 and she's like here you go i didn't have to sign anything she just gave me a key was like doors that way sent me on my way we were out mm -hmm. in like 10 minutes what was her name again Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> She's what did, what fired, did you but... what did you say for her name? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't on purpose. But oh, yeah, I thought you were so... like blah blah. No, no, I said that's my name, and she oh. she just gave me a key. I was like, 
you don't need me. You don't need a credit card. You don't need me to sign anything. You didn't ask for my license. Like I, it was just a little weird, but we went on our way and yeah, quick little, I think it was like a 35 minute drive to our hotel and we just settled in for the night, got some supplies, some dinner. And yeah, that was our Wednesday. So Wednesday we night. It, so the race made started in one piece. The race started Friday. So what do you do all Friday. day Thursday? So Thursday was kind of cool. We wanted to kind of scope out the area. So we were staying in Abingdon, which was the um, the finish area of the, the race. So we went down to the, the trailhead just to kind of explore. We went for a walk that day. And that's where I met my very first Yeti friend. I was so, so pumped. Brandon and I are just like over there taking pictures. Like I'm sure I shared a couple of them on Facebook. Um, but his name is Pat and he, he offered to take a picture for us. And then we got to chatting. He's like, Oh, are you going to run this? And I was like, yeah, this is my first one. And he's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. We got into a whole conversation. And so this was his first Yeti. Uh, I think it was his first, maybe not first Yeti race, but, uh, the Yeti 100 for him. Um, it was not his first hundred miler, but yeah, we just hit it off and we made plans to to meet up later on that day. He was like, oh, I'll introduce you to some more Yetis. You'll love it. So uh, after <laughs> Brandon and I That's explored. Great. Where was he from originally? Do you know? I think it's North Carolina. So there's okay. a, like a lot of more Southern people, although um, I'll get into this later. But I did mean, meet a bunch of people from Maine out of like all places. So it was pretty cool to to get some more New Englanders around. I wonder if there are Patrick Karen's running buddies up in Acadia. You know, I don't know. I just knew they were from Maine. They, uh, it was Dana and a whole bunch of golden girls because they all had golden jackets. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> so. That's cool. But yeah, later that day, um, Brandon and I kind of went uh, brewery hopping, which was fun, <laughs> which is exactly what you're supposed to do right before a giant, giant race. Carb so. up, carb load. What did Basically. you eat? Uh, what did I eat? Oh, my God. What did I eat that day? See, I would have had a <laughs> Not plan enough. going in. Yeah, true. Probably. Yeah, I think we just had like breakfast at the hotel. I had like pop tarts and a Cliff Bar or whatever my, <laughs> my usual. Did you have food. like anxiety or nerves or anything? What was going oh, of through? Like course. butterflies I was flipping like, out on the. You inside. know, sometimes <laughs> when you're so, you have so much like butterflies and nerves, you can't even eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I could drink all, all right. I I think I had a total of like four beers that night. <laughs> so that will make Dave happy. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it. We went to the Damascus Brewery, had a few there, and then um, Packet Pickup was at a brewery, too. So that, this was at, like, uh, Sweet Bay, and Packet Pickup was so much fun. I had a blast. I met so many cool people, including one lady named Charlotte, who is even more of a costume runner. Like, I like my skirts. I like the sparkles, whatever. But she goes full-blown costume, mm-hmm. and I will have to send you a picture of what she wore, but she was the Dolly Parton. She had a wig. She had like hand sewn her own like sequin dress and like she had boot covers and it was it was incredible what she was wearing. But I got to meet so many cool people and <laughs> the packet pickup was kind of like I figured it's like trick or treating because <laughs> we literally got a pillowcase and we went around and we like 
got to put all like our, our goodies in the pillowcase. So I felt like I was trick or treating. But can I show you? This is going to be a little bit like um, show and tell, which is fun. Absolutely. Being on a podcast. This will, no, this guy's, this will be on the YouTube channel. Give me a week. And anything <laughs> she talks about that she has a picture of, it will also be on the YouTube uh, video. So, and any. I'll be sending some pics. Yeah. Absolutely. So this will be on YouTube within about a week of when it drops, guys. I promise you that. I will do this one. This is a big one. <laughs> okay but this is the coolest swag item i think i've ever gotten from a race you ready for this ready I'm ready eddie i got a motherfucking skateboard what <laughs> Can you- ultra, ultra trail formula so wolf hills i think that was what sweet bay used to be but like it's got yetis so it says trestle trestle what does it say Number 141, the original. Uh, they did wheels? that. No, it's just a deck, okay. but. No, that's really cool, actually. No, that's really right? cool. Like that, that should go for episode seven. Oh, I'm hanging it up somewhere. Right in the studio. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just got to figure out where to put it. There's not a lot of places. I'm going to have to move some posters around or something. But, but yeah, so um, it's got, yeah, trestle number 141, because that's how many trestles we wound up crossing over the entire race. And mm-hmm. those trestles were beautiful, but I'll get into that. And then it's like 100 miles, the finest in the hollers of Appalachia. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, 6.66 awesome. ounces. That's yeah, this so is like cool. the coolest freaking thing. And this had to wind up being my carry on going home because this would not fit in my suitcase. <laughs> so I had to check a whole bunch of bags in order to get this thing home, but totally worth, worth it. it. Worth Super it. Cool. Every penny. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, had a, had a fun trick or treating excursion at the, the brewery and, and yeah, kind of calmed my nerves a little bit. Oh, with the, that we got the uh, pillowcase that we filled up with all of our goodies uh, from the race. Yeah. Was it crowded that night? Were there a lot of people? Was there excitement? Was it quiet and nerves or what was the vibe? The place was hopping. Oh my gosh. Everybody, I think everybody was pretty much having a few beers that night just to probably just to calm their nerves. But I mean, there were a ton of people I met who were in the same boat as me where this was their first hundred miler ever. A lot of first Yeti races. I mean, did you, I think I posted a picture of that giant inflatable like Sasquatch that they had, like there were people taking pictures with that. And yes, you did. Were there any like wacky, wavy arm inflatable tube man guys? No, but I should have like done a dance with that guy. He would have been perfect. He was inflatable at the very least, but it was big. (laughs) That was huge. Yep. But had some, had some nice beverages. Oh, that night. Um, I feel like we skipped lunch, which was probably a bad idea. But um, with some of the new friends that we made, um, we went out to dinner with them. They invited us to sit with them at this nice little Italian restaurant. So I had my pasta dinner, went to bed as early as I could after that. And nerves were just raging, let me tell you. What time did you wake up? Oh, my God. (laughs) Way earlier than I wanted to. I got up at 4.15 on Friday morning. And you went to bed at what time? I think 9.30, which is pretty good for me, but Did you have, like, your phone charged, your watch charged? Did you have your bag packed to go, ready to go? Like, Mm -hmm. you just wake up, shit, and walk out the door? Kind of. (laughs) 
<laughs> so for the most part, um, I had kind of a disappointing poop that morning, if you must know. <laughs> but it was something. I, I mean, I was just, my nerves were going nuts. And I had hoped that would kind of flush me out, if you will. But <laughs> it didn't quite do the trick. But, oh, man. Yep. Jump in on the podcast. What's Speaking of wacky, on? wavy, arm inflatable <laughs> tube man, yeah, we have we have Brittany Charbonneau on the pod to come yeah, and say hello. Cool. This I, is an excellent surprise! Yay! A, an inflatable tube dancing man told me that you uh, finished a one hundred miler. You crazy lady! <laughs> I did, and I'm finally back in one piece. I think. Oh I had my some gosh! Pretty, Congratulations. Uh, pretty gnarly battle wounds but holy shit nice to see you great to see you uh holy shit to you like (laughs) i if anybody told me to run 100 milers which actually people have and i'm like no thank you goodbye (laughs) (laughs) that might be my response now that i have one under my belt because it was the most difficult thing i've ever done like it was just beyond Mm -hmm. um how long does it take uh, so I had a total of 30 hours to do it, and I did it in 29 and a half. <laughs> Whoa, dude. I took my time. I had no choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's amazing. Can I hijack a couple questions? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I recently ran 18 miles in Montana, and my toenails are still again black so tell me what the state of your feet and toenails are in please all right so the toenail situation to begin with i only had seven of them great (laughs) you don't still have seven still have seven so those stayed the same but i completely trashed my feet um i made the mistake of at mile like 48 i switched from trail shoes because we haven't talked about this yet, but I fell down. Like I tripped in those trail shoes. <laughs> it wasn't even a technical trail, but I was like, <laughs> forget these shoes. Like I don't need them. I had like just road shoes, but other people were wearing road shoes. I wasn't worried, but I put short socks on and I did not have gaiters. So that was my problem. And so much dirt and sand got in there that just all the oh. rubbing and friction. Like I had blisters everywhere it was not fun so that was that was the worst part and i just yeah totally trashed the (laughs) trash okay there was a joke Brittany. there was a joke uh through our group chat uh we have a friend shauna the three of us have a group chat and she's like yep that my feet pictures are only going on my only feet web (laughs) page people probably pay for it i mean you could make some money off of this experience erica Oh God! Yeah. They were so gross. I wouldn't even like. We finished the race, and I'm like, I need to take these fucking shoes off. Yeah, I would not take the socks off in front of anybody. I oh, waited until me. we got to the car. That was me at Worlds in Thailand because I was terrified of what they were gonna look like. That was my uh, that was my thing, and I I'm glad I waited. But there are pictures, but I don't have them on my phone. Brandon has them. I'm just like, no, those need to like t- delete, delete, delete. <laughs> they were like so red and swollen and i had blood blisters the, the grossest thing oh. so it was it was rough but <laughs> there okay. was some photo um speaking of gross how many times did you visit brown town Ooh. 
You want to know? In the tough questions. <laughs> yes. Zero. <laughs> what? I did not poop after my initial morning poop from that uh, that whole like morning start. I did not poop. Wow. That's so disappointing. Yeah, that is disappointing. Brit- Brittany, just before I you did have jumped like- on, she said she had a disappointing morning poop too. Before oh. you jumped yep. on. Yep. Yep. So That's it was. Um, close. I was hoping for something because I got to. So. The race goes from you start White Top Station and you go down to um, Abingdon and that's your first like lap. So that's thirty three point three three miles. And then you have to go back and then whatever. So I met Brandon at Abingdon the first time around and I was like, oh, you got to hold my stuff. I got to go to the bathroom because they actually had like flushable toilets, which was nice. Ooh. Just a fart. It was. Just- <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was bummed, but I mean, I didn't have any accidents. I, I mean, I packed for accidents. I had t- tissues and, and wet wipes and like extra underwear. Like I planned for it, but it didn't happen. So. You know what? If you didn't bring that, you would have been that girl that's like just exploded all over herself that no one wants to run by because you've like, you're, and then you'd be like, why didn't I? It's like when you bring a rain jacket, it never rains. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's yep. smart and probably something people can um, take your advice on. That is a good point. Just it was a lot of extra weight, though. I was carrying so much stuff in like a pack. So I I, um, I did wind up ditching the extra clothes, but I kept the wet wipes on me. So yeah, smart. At least smart. I had something. <laughs> um, well, now I need to know, um, even in tough races tough experiences there's always something really funny or fun or memorable what was that for you oh man you're throwing a a tough question i mean i just met so many cool people um there was one guy i was talking to uh they pretty much made like got me to the finish and he was just telling me about all of his crazy hallucinations so that didn't quite happen to me but he was like he was seeing like weird animals that don't actually exist, like three-headed dogs, like Fluffy and Harry Potter, oh. and like he was just like seeing all kinds of shit. And I was like, I was alone in the woods by myself for like a lot of like the nighttime hours. If I saw any of that, oh. I would have lost my shit. Like I don't know what I would have done. So yeah, that was yeah. actually uh, one of our Instagram questions someone asked about hallucinations. Really, and we, and we had a friend Celeste in the past who told us she saw a fox. <laughs> And she mm-hmm. went to pet the fox, Brittany, and it turned out to be a rock. <laughs> um, I've had a similar experience on a short run comparatively. And I was like, hello. And then the person didn't respond back. And then I looked again and it was a tree. Um, so I understand. But that's impressive that you didn't have any hallucinations. I think I was just so focused on not falling down again because I fell down in the first 13 miles. And then I fell down again a half a mile later <laughs> on the same oh, leg. Geez. So I was done with falling down. I had like eyes glued to the to the the ground, trying not to do it again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm wickedly impressed. Um that Thank you. no small it's a New thing. England word. I I know. I don't know why. Maybe because maybe because I knew I was channeling you guys. Um yes, right. we're rubbing off on you. <laughs> I guess so. Uh well, I'm so proud of you. Like what a massive Thank accomplishment. You so rad i'll never do it no thank you um (laughs) that is just like the coolest coolest raddest thing i hope you've been getting some good rest and recovery oh yeah 
Oh, yeah. I actually have been keeping my my run walk streak up. It's been a walk streak for the past like couple of days. But but yeah, I mean, I have been sleeping a lot better now that everything doesn't hurt quite so bad. But you get the like when you, um, you know, after like a big effort or like a big event, like I sometimes have like trauma sleep that I'm like, did that happen? Like, did I do that? And then your body's just like twitching. And um, did that happen to you? And how long did that last? So that happened to me right after the race. I was trying to take a nap and I knew I only had a little bit of time because we were trying to like get going to go to this um, post-race celebration. It was at like six o'clock the, the day of the race or the day it ended. And so I was like, I can two two hour cap nap. I'll be fine. And like, I kept like kicking myself awake. I had like the uncontrollable shivers because oh. I think like it was, um I think it was just my body trying to get back into like the equilibrium. But I had like the worst sleep for those couple of hours and pretty sure I like snored and just (laughs) it's not it was very fitful but got some good sleep after that well that's good um one -hmm. last thought because okay so if people haven't listened to our episode yet that I was on please go listen because it was so freaking fun and Mm -hmm. update after that episode we talked about or like we talked about um how I'm using songs for my tempo runs and so you put together this amazing playlist and the Lupe Fiasco song, the Kick Push Coast, legit mm-hmm. has been my mantra. I'd never heard that song. And so that's been my mantra like this, like, I'll be on the track saying that. Um, did you have any mantras or any things that you kept repeating or songs or anything that helped get you through? You actually gave me one. Um I think it was from your girls. Um, it's not a garbage cannot. It's a it's garbage, a garbage can. can. Yeah, I felt like garbage for a lot of that. And it very much resonated with me. Oh, I'm so glad. And not going to lie, that day, um, the new NSYNC song came came out and I had it downloaded. And at one point I was just like channeling NSYNC. I'm like, I have to do this. So, (laughs) Dude, Justin Timberlake was at my last race. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Jessica Biel jessica timberlake raced and i tried so fucking hard to creep to like somehow insert myself in my girl. Life, and it didn't happen but i know you Damn would it. probably do the same oh i would have been like trying to inch my way in any way i could have. oh i tried <laughs> I don't blame it was, you like it was aggressive um and it didn't happen. out of you <laughs> yeah Oh, well i wanted to wish you congratulations i can't wait to listen to this episode and hear um hear all about it um you're a fucking badass yeah <laughs> you're, you're making me is. sound like way cooler when you are trust me the the end of this race was the ugliest thing i could have like it's ever imagined it was so ugly but it's supposed to i be. guess i got it done you got it done not <laughs> not many people can say that what's the stats of people that run a marathon like i guarantee that's like 0.0001 that run a hundred miler Oh, right. Really yeah, yeah, I could see that. You want to know, I actually got the the stats for this race because it was like crazier than I thought. So um, according to Ultra Sign Up, <laughs> um, I was number 142 out of 146 finishers. So I was like wow. almost dead fucking last. 
I would have I would have gone for it though, like whatever it took. Um, but apparently there were like ninety people who DNF'd. So wow. that is a huge, huge number. And then there were forty who didn't even start. So like that's like almost half of the like there were three hundred original fin or like starters, I think. Wow. Like who could even sign up for it. So, so I hope I'm pretty proud of myself. That. You should be. Don't downplay it. Doesn't matter how long it took. Like that's amazing. You got mm-hmm. the buckle and you earned it. It's so sick. Oh, I got to show Brittany. I haven't even shown him yet. Oh, rad. There's a Sasquatch on it. Yep. A Yeti. There's a, and a rainbow. And a... Yep. <laughs> and a rainbow. And it... what is that next to it? Is that a train? That's a choo-choo. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like the best buckle I've ever seen. And I will treasure it forever. I encourage you to put it on a sparkly belt. And always wear it, even with, like, sweatpants. Speaking of that, <laughs> so at that, <laughs> that post, post-race post celebration, I was just in, like, the worst, like, my knee was all bloody. Like, I, I couldn't, I don't know. I was just trying to, like, look sort of presentable. So I threw on a pair of black leggings, and they're like, you have to wear your buckle. You just have to. So Brandon took his belt, took off his little buckle thing, I attached my buckle to it and I wore that with leggings and I oh. have some pictures I can see. <laughs> so photo I was a fashion icon that day. Photo evidence or it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send it. <laughs> it oh. did feel like a fashion icon because I'm like, what? I'm wearing a buckle. <laughs> like, it still me. counts. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Pretty Brittany, sweet. I love that you I named yourself Surprise because when you first popped up, it was a black screen and it just said Surprise and oh, it was like perfect. Good. I'm glad. I was like, please don't say my name. Like, I would like it to be an actual surprise. <laughs> yes. It totally was. I had no clue. This was this was absolutely amazing. I love it. Yay. Well, um, thank you for the heads up, Eric and Erica. Thank you for um, doing it. This was so cool. Well, <laughs> look at that, for, look at that for, smile she has. <laughs> lucky for you guys, you were like, hey, it's 7 p.m. Denver time on a Friday. Like, could you do this? And I was like, mm, I just made myself some chili and cornbread and I'm in sweats about to watch Dateline with the cats. Yeah, I think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I threw in the, if you're just hanging out on the couch with Bill Clinton and snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Snacks is right, or that's Bill Clinton, and then Snacks is right here. Um, the Justin's out of town, so this is my life when Justin's gone. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, so thanks so much for doing this. Real quick, I want to show you we have t shirts now. Oh, so I, I will find a way to get you one. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll hit you up later for that. I'll oh, hit you up later. Totally rock it. Yeah. And, um, and, awesome. And Erica's thinking about, you know, downgrading, like we talked about, from the 100 miler to a 10K, but with elevation. I think we're going to go out to the Boulder Boulder 10K. It's, ah. So if we do we'll that, we'd love happen. to. Yeah, we'd love to hit you up when we're there too. We have to. Yes, one, 100%. When you guys, it's not like if it's going to happen and we're going to hang out and party. Hell yes. Yes. <laughs> so excited. All right. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Brittany Charbonneau. Thank you so much for jumping on the pod and surprising her. Anytime. Congrats, Erica. (laughs) Good to see you, Eric. Bye, Brittany. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) How cool was that? You little sneak. I freaking love you, dude. Thank you for that. (laughs) 
You know what? I It's Friday night here, as Brittany has said, and I'm about to crack open a beer because I'm just having a good day. But can I just show you what this beer is? Danny Absolutely. DeVito on the can. <laughs> I bought it specifically for this Danny DeVito, but this is a uh, pina colada smoothie sour. It's better than it the name sounds. <laughs> Very cool. So, let me pop this. Ah, man. That was so cool. <laughs> I've I had no you good idea. This year. I've gotten you good. You did. I've gotten you real God good. God damn it. I'm a terrible co host. I have done like nothing good for you. I got to step real, up my game. Can I be real honest? I asked her 30 minutes before we started. And when she just I, was like, hell yeah. All capital letters. <laughs> yes. Love her. I love her so much. Yep. It was, it was, it was <laughs> sick. So, so that no, was my best friend, Brittany, everybody. <laughs> Go listen to her episode. <laughs> She's episode 70 what? Three. 73. 73, the her. funny runner. Like yeah, She's great. <laughs> well, right before she jumped on. Oh, my God. Yeah, we jumped around a little bit, but so it was good. It was perfect timing because we were getting, we just talked about like, you, you're waking up in the morning and you had a disappointing poop. So she, she jumped on perfectly <laughs> before like we got into the race. And yeah. So now let's start. At what was it, 7 a.m. when the race started? How did give me race morning and the start? All right, race morning. So 4 15 a.m. wake up call, too early, disappointing poop. We're all caught up. <laughs> I had to catch a shuttle. Uh, we had to, uh, I had to have Brandon drive me to that um, Abingdon trailhead. And we caught a whole bunch of shuttles for like a 45 minute drive to the start. Like it was like on these wicked windy roads. It was kind of, kind of creepy. And uh, we had this comedian for a driver who was like, Hey guys, uh, hope you don't mind if I run out of gas. And we're like, ha ha ha. He's like, I'm not kidding. I was like, Oh no. Cause <laughs> like out of all the vans he could have grabbed, he grabs the one that has very little gas. So we were all like, great. Are we not even going to make it to the start? Spoiler alert. We did. So <laughs> all crisis averted, but yeah, we, like nerves were running high. Like nobody even talked in the car, except for there was one guy in the front seat who was just talking the driver's ear off. So we were just letting him have it. But we made it to the start. Uh, it was still dark out. Uh, we got to go inside uh, the White Top Station. I mean, I have a little video of just like people mulling around and just waiting. And and yeah, 7 a.m. rolls around and it's freaking go time. And so the thing that people don't realize about this race, it, seem, it seems relatively flat. But when you look at the elevation chart, it's like a significant decrease in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, but it's really only like a 2% grade, which doesn't feel like you feel like you're going downhill and it feels awesome. And then I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I was feeling really, really good for those first bunch of miles. But White Top Station has very little GPS service. So from the very beginning, my watch was off. And it was off by like three miles. Oh, you're so talking. This, yes, yes, yes. This messed with the trackers as well. So I heard you guys had some issues tracking me. Well, I think they, the issue is different, but we'll get to that. Okay. But yeah, so I felt great going into this race. Um, first 10 miles were great. We went to the first aid station. I was like, where am I? <laughs> They're like, we're at like 10.8-ish, 11-ish. Um, my watch said 8.8. .8, so I was already off by that much. 
Um, still cruising downhill for the most part, getting into this race. And as I told Brittany, uh, mile 13 rolls around and my back foot catches a rock because I'm wearing like new-ish trail shoes. And this is not a very technical trail, but there are still like some some rocks and whatever. And my the tread just catches a rock and I go freaking flying into a bush, scrape up my knee. I mean, I was wearing like rainbow socks and they got all dirty and I was really pissed and I was like, ah, this sucks. But I had those wet wipes, cleaned up, went on my merry way, only to fall again a half a mile later. Same exact way, same exact leg. And I was kind of shaken up at that point. I mean, I was I was not uh, not too happy. I kind of had like a little bit of a not a panic attack, but like a like a I couldn't breathe. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of freaking out. And people were like, Are you doing okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I just need a minute. <laughs> so yeah. that it just that was like the first of kind of the mental games that I had to to get over, like the mental hurdles. So my knee hurt, but nothing felt like broken or really injured, but I was just like pissed. <laughs> so that that was that was a fun thing. Did you have your mandatory equipment? I'm looking at the website now. There mm-hmm. are two items as mandatory equipment and I'm more curious about one. Yes. Do you know you know what I'm talking about? I uh, had to have a cup yep. and a jacket. I love Which this I about both. the cup. This is a cupless race. Cups amounts mm-hmm. of large majority of race trash. So you had to bring your own collapsible cup. Did was it a collapsible cup? Um, they actually just wanted you like anything to hold liquid. So okay. um I did have a collapsible cup. I actually took the one that we got from Anchor Down, that little like it was real collapsible, like it was basically nothing to it. Um, but I used that for like soda or I even put like grapes in it, I think, like as I was on the go. I love um, that. But I That's had, awesome. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was really nice. Um, but I had my vest and like a vest backpack thing. And I had so, um, two flasks so that like I could refill my water and Gatorade and stuff. So. You, you did you have drop stations? I think you did, and this was a down, back, and down. So you were going back to where you started at one point. So you could leave mm-hmm. some things. So let's just say jacket. Were you required to have the jacket the entire time, or just in your drop bag, or at night? Did you leave things and plan ahead? Like instead of having a forty-pound bag for the the beginning, I will, you know, pack some stuff to add partway through the race. What did you do? Yes, I had a drop bag. So uh, the drop bags were held at the Damascus aid station. So we passed that at like mile 14 point something. Coming back, it was mile 48. And then Mm -hmm. going back down to the final time, it was like 84 and some change. So um, I had like fuel, first aid, spare shoes, socks, like my jacket. I did keep that in there and I grabbed it when I was going back up um, in the dark. So uh, that was like mile 48. I picked it up and I just kind of stuffed it in my pack. But so the pack that I had on my back, I definitely overpacked that. That was a big mistake early on. I'm still feeling it. My shoulders are like sore. Did you it weigh it big... like we talked about? No, <laughs> I did not. But it was it was pretty hefty. But um, so at my first pass down when I got to meet up with Brandon uh, at Abingdon, 
uh, I wound up giving him most of the stuff from my pack. So all I really had on me was the two flasks in the front. And then I had like a power bank just in case because like I was listening to music. I didn't want my phone to die. And I did keep um, a headlamp on me. And I think that was pretty much it. Oh, the first aid kit and like tissues and stuff. So like I definitely decreased the size of my pack, but it was still pretty substantial. <laughs> so everything else just went into the the drop bag and I was able to pick it up as I passed through. So you started around Green Cove or I thought you called it White something. I'm looking well, at White the Top Station. Yep. White Top Station is the very um, one end of it. So you start there. That was not an aid station. So that might not be why it's showing up. Um, but so you went White Top. Green Cove was the second one. But um, in the very beginning, they didn't have an aid station there because you didn't need it. It was only like 3.4 miles in. Exactly. Um, the that. next aid station was Taylor's Valley. And I have <laughs> I have a little video to send you. Um, that aid station was up this driveway. And the driveway just felt like a mountain in itself. It was a crazy hill. I had heard a lot about this driveway. <laughs> So it was pretty, pretty uphill. Was it and just then, you go up the driveway, get the aid station, you come back down? Yep. God, yep. Because it was right off the trail. It was it was perfectly spaced. It's just mean. Um, it kind of <laughs> is, especially in the later, the later, like nighttime miles. It was not fun. But hey, you do what you got to do. So from Taylor Valley, you went to Damascus. And that's like the main like aid station drop bag point. Then you went to Alvarado, which was a nice aid station. And then the last main one was uh, Abingdon. And then you mm -hmm. just reverse and reverse so again. Abington is where you turned around. Okay, what is yes. the straight branch? Straight branch. So that is literally toilets. Like they just have toilets along the trail. That was no aid station. It was apparently a checkpoint, though, because it, I... It was, yeah. Yeah, when I got um, to Abingdon, I had a message from Rachel, and she's like, oh, my God, you missed a checkpoint. And I was like, how did I miss a checkpoint? There's no way, like, <laughs> to get from here to there without going through this. Like, I, I had no idea, like, if they actually had, like, a timing mat somewhere that I missed. But I think uh, the, the, the timing was just weird because of, like, service. It was messed up for a lot of people. Yeah, so... So I I don't want to be jumping too far ahead, but mm -hmm. I went, I don't know if you knew this at the time, but I did my own hundred miler. I actually did more than you. I did 121 miles on Saturday, the same day mm -hmm. you were trying to finish yours. You know, not a big deal. 121. You I like. might've had it. I had an engine and four wheels and a lot of power though. <laughs> oh. so, <laughs> that was your bachelor party weekend, wasn't it? It was a great bachelor party. And uh, let's talk about that on the next episode because there's some mm. funny stories there. Sure. But so Friday night, I'm tracking you and I'm talking to a few people. I think I was talking to Shauna as well. And yeah. you were doing fine. The tracker was working. And when you got to Damascus for the second time, that's 48.9 miles. Mm -hmm. It never tracked again all night so we're talking i'm going to bed i'm yeah. waking up i'm checking again i got up at six in the morning steve spain and i drive all the way to gorham new hampshire and it still says you're in damascus and i i told him like you know it's our first attempt at 100 it looks like she got to damascus and pulled out like she didn't have it in her that's fine she'll go mm -hmm. do it again it's an experience and then all of a sudden 
we're at the side by side place. We rented them. I'm on the toilet taking a dump, of course. <laughs> I hit the refresh button and then boom, 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 boom. It's like five other trackers just all of a sudden showed up and like like she has 15 miles to go. She's gonna do it. She's gonna do it. Yeah. And Steve's like, four oh, minutes ago, you were dump. like, she didn't have it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I thank you for believing in me and <laughs> getting so excited while taking a dump uh <laughs> oh, i was excited about honest, you oh man that was that was rough so the pass up to um the like going back up to white top there yeah there's just like no service and it even said like on the tracker there may be some lag between like the top aid stations and whatnot um so yeah apparently that's what happened i had no idea that it was lagging that did others tell you the same thing uh, it happened like i had people messaging me the Mm -hmm. first one that comes to mind is josh vernon was messaging me like do you know what happened is the tracker not working did she stop what's going on shauna was the same i think like yeah uh, did you know this was happening or like were you able were you checking your phone throughout the race like were you talking to anybody Um, I really didn't get like, I didn't use my phone very much because I didn't have service like the whole beginning to like Damascus was the first place you really got service. Mm -hmm. And it was fine pretty much until like from the end portion. And once we got to the Damascus aid station the first time around, they were saying how like, oh, they're finally all updating like so many of these trackers weren't working and I'm like, Oh, Oh, so it's not just, it's not just me. Like everybody's is like tweaking out and it would like kind of go back and fill it in as, as you went. So yeah, it was a known problem. What was nighttime like? Cause you said you were alone for a lot of the night. You didn't have, this wasn't like a little two mile trail, 2.4 ADU style. Shout out to Jason, the race director. Thank you for that email. That was super awesome, man. <laughs> we um, love Jake. <laughs> It wasn't like a little trail where you're always with someone. You said you saw almost no one all night. So, yeah, the dark, it it was pretty rough. Um, so f- at least for the beginning part, um, when I was coming back the first time, um, heading back to Damascus, um, I had just met up with a guy named Steve, and he was super nice. He was like, I'm just going to be doing some power walking. You're welcome to join me. And I was like, yes, power walking is my jam right now. So he was like busting out like 15 minute miles, like just walking fast. And I was like, I can do this for a while. This is great. So I was walking with him for a bunch, but I wound up losing him because my feet were trash. As I was telling Brittany, uh, I had changed into different shoes and different socks at mile 48, and that was a big mistake because every step I took would just kick the dirt in the sand and like rocks into the back of my feet, like shoes and stuff, and it was just rubbing. So I was not having a fun time, and I only got to maybe, I think I lost Steve at Taylor Valley. Like we we got into that aid station and he was just walking too quickly for me and I just couldn't keep up. So that was pretty, I mean, it wasn't terrible. There were people around because there were people coming back down the mountain. So you just would see like headlight, headlamps here and there. But once I got to the top and started coming back down, that's when it got a little bit lonely. But I did meet up with a couple of guys. I have to shout them out. So there's John Krause, 
who actually has a really cool YouTube channel. I wrote it down. Uh, I think it's Motivation Theory Running. He had a whole video about uh, the Yeti 100 last year. Watched it. It was great. Um, but so John and then uh, Joe Kern, uh, the two of them, I I met up with them. We had kind of been leapfrogging here and there on the trail. And we I was just like, you guys, can I try to stick with you the best I can? Because this is just like I'm having a real bad time. Like it was getting into my head. Like my feet were just so painful. It was dark for so long. Like it was probably three o'clock in the morning. I was so tired. Everything was just starting to weigh on me. So I did stick with these guys for a while, got back to Taylor's Valley, and then I had to like take my shoes off. And it was like maybe a half an hour before that cutoff, which, oh my God, the cutoffs were just weighing on me too. But I told them, I'm like, you guys go ahead. I'll try to catch up the best I can. And I didn't see them or anyone else for like six miles. And that may not seem like a long time. That was like two hours. It was like I was getting real, real discouraged. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was uh, it was something. But so at this point, I'm trying to head to Damascus. And like I said about cutoffs. When I was at Green Cove, which is the first one you hit on, on your way back from White Top, there was a woman who was like talking to somebody else and they were asking about cutoffs. And I heard them say 7 a.m. And I was like, oh, what about the one for Taylor's Valley? That's that's the next one that you hit from Green Cove. She's like, oh, 7 a.m. And I was like, great. It's like three something right now. Or like, I don't even know what time it was. It was like two o'clock. It was two o'clock in the morning. That would so be was, mile 77. Mm hmm. Okay. Yep. So you have to be 77 miles by 7 a.m. That's what I thought. <laughs> okay. So okay. I get to Taylor's Valley. I'm walking with Joe and John, and I'm like, yeah, what time's your cutoff? 5 30. And I was looking at my watch. I'm like, it's four something. Like, oh no. How, where did this time go? And then they're like, yeah, I think seven is Damascus. At this point, I'm like, oh my God. I have two and a half hours to make it the seven miles or something i was like freaking out because had to fix my shoes i had to pee <laughs> like it was just really weighing on me so like i said john and joe they just go i see nobody it's like 6 30 in the morning at this point i'm like six miles in i can't see anything it's still dark i'm f like just getting to the point where i i really wanted to quit but i had no choice but to make it to the next aid station but I thought I wasn't going to make the Because even if you quit, where are you going to go? Exactly. So, so you, you I have at this to get point, to Damascus and you just want to do it mm -hmm. by 7. Yeah. But it's 6, 630. And I literally have like, I think I had a mile and a half, two miles to go. Some It might have been two miles. And I was like, I just can't do it. At this point, I take my phone out. I'm texting Brandon. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it to the checkpoint on time. I think I'm going to need you to come get me. Call me when you get this because it was, I was in a no service area. You didn't think you could do two miles in, an, in one hour. Dude, it was, it was abysmal. Let me tell you. So tell me about these guys. No, then. I thought I had, no, I thought I had 30 minutes. I thought I had 30 minutes. It was 630 and I thought I still had two miles. I was like, I don't think I can do this. So. Oh, but you those, thought you had two miles. What did you really have? I, 
I think it was like two and a half miles. Like my watch was so off more. at that point. I was like five miles off. So I'm like, I don't know where I am. It's dark. I can't see anything. I was alone. <laughs> all these thoughts going through my head. And then all of a sudden behind me, I see lights. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, finally, somebody. It's this woman, Elizabeth, and she had a pacer. Her name was Marissa. They kind of gave me new life. I'm, t- I'm like on the verge of tears because I'm so disappointed that I wasn't going to finish this thing. She goes, no, it's not 7 a.m. It's 7.45 for the cutoff. And I was like, you're kidding me, 7.45? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but she told me this. <laughs> this and is I was like, like the hallucinations. Please. Instead of seeing like animals that were really rocks, mm-hmm. you're just, your brain's not functioning and and no one's brain <laughs> is functioning because they're like, it's seven o'clock. No, it's it's at Taylor Valley. No, it's at Damascus. No one knows because yep. their brain's not functioning. Literally, you know how runners, like if you kind of do the like, call it Matt math, like Matt Wilpers math, where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, a half marathon is only two laps of six point whatever. Like my brain couldn't compute. Like I just couldn't do the math. I would like hours were like floating around and I was just ready to ready to cry and give up. But they kind of gave me a new reserve because they were booking it. But booking it was three miles an hour. They were walking. Just they were walking, but they were walking faster than me. So at that point, I I like I have my hiking poles and I'm just trying to trek and keep up with them. And then it finally got light out again. And that just like kind of reset me. Mm-hmm. Like it just made me so much happier. And now that I had an extra 45 minutes or actually it was like, what, an hour and a half that I technically had to hour and 15 hour and 15 to to get to the next aid station i was like okay i might have this now so (laughs) going from there i mean yeah do you have any questions uh, before i go on can i ask an aid station question how much time were you spending at these major aid stations i was trying not to spend a lot of time but um i i did spend a good chunk of time probably like 20 minutes at the Abingdon one at the first pass because that's where I saw Brandon and I felt really bad that he was by himself all day long. (laughs) And so I was just kind of like trying to chat with him like, and then uh, there's this woman, Julia, that we met. She was just a sweetheart. She's like, you got to go. Just keep going. He'll be fine. He'll hang out with us. And I'm like, good. Okay. (laughs) So she sent me on my way. That was my second question. But before I get to it, when you were at these places where people like telling you hey you've been here five ten minutes or were they saying hey the cutoff is coming up like when you're at that big one in damascus with like hey the 745 cutoff is 10 minutes away you need to get going before they were kind of giving us um those hints so taylor's valley when we we got there it was probably 445 and they're like yeah our cutoff's 530 but if you're out of here at five o'clock you're gonna be great like you'll finish just fine you can walk it and I'm like, okay. So they were kind of keeping tabs on it and they kind of shooed me off <laughs> on my way, uh, like with enough time to spare. But so that Damascus aid station, when I finally made it there, I didn't even stop. I was, I just yelled. I'm like, do I have to stop? And they're like, no, are you good? And I'm like, I got, I, I didn't drink like anything those last few miles because I was just so, my body didn't know what the hell was going on. And I like wasn't thirsty anymore. And it was pretty bad, but I had plenty and I was like, nope, I'm good. See ya. So, but, <laughs> go but ahead. give me the, but 
Well, so at the Damascus aid station, that's where I met up with Joe and John again. And okay. they and you sent were... me the video. You sent me a video about these two, right? These are those guys? Yeah. Okay. They had tried to run this race last year and they had the shit weather. There was a hurricane that rolled through and both of them were not able to finish because they were like hypothermic. Like it was a rough, rough time for them. So this was their redemption year. And mm-hmm. they were so determined to finish this fucking thing <laughs> that they're like, you're coming with us. And I was like, yes, yes I got this. <laughs> so 84 miles in, I am still in agony. My feet are killing me. Every step is just like sandpaper on my feet. Just uh, uh, uh. And it's taking everything I have to keep up with these guys. And somehow, miraculously, I do. I think once we figured out, like, if we did, like, 16-minute miles up until the Alvarado, like, aid station, it would bank us enough time where we could do, like, 21-minute miles and still finish with enough time. And that was the only thing I needed to hear. How are you able to do this math? I didn't. You're 90 miles into a race. (laughs) I didn't. This was all John. (laughs) John did the math. And I was like, yes, sir. (laughs) Like, whatever he told me, I went. you guys stuck together for the last 15 miles? I think I wound up up losing them because they wanted to just kind of do a kick. And I I think I had two miles to do on my own. But even at that point, there are more people on the trail. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When you say you lost them, you're like, I think I'm losing them. You're you're faster than them. You're going ahead. No, absolutely not. Well, I don't think that's I don't think that's losing them. I think like when you're running and you start losing someone, you're like going ahead of them. them. Okay. Okay. I could not keep up with them. They had just that little extra bit of oomph and I did not have that. (laughs) All I gotta say is John and John and what is his buddy's name? John and Joe. Okay, John and Joe. Mm-hmm. You left your wingman, okay? What if she didn't finish by like two minutes? You would have felt so bad, guys. You don't leave no, your wingman. No, I guess no, I guess no. they're each other's wingman, but you're oh, not man. letting me finish though. So they kind of okay. did a kick, but Brandon was coming to meet me. So he had parked Where? at, at the at... finish or somewhere on the course. He parked at the finish and walked towards me until we met up. And Mm -hmm. I think he did maybe a mile and a half with me. So I really wasn't alone for very long. But there were some more finishers that were just coming by. So I was not alone. But the last, like, the last eight miles or something were all freaking uphill. And you would just see it. (laughs) You would just see it. And, of course, it's not a very big grade at all. It's still only, like, a 2%. But just visually seeing these hills and then you turn a corner and there's more hill and you're like what the actual fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i finally get to brandon i immediately break down and start crying because i'm just like i hurt so bad like i can't do this Uh." he's like you're fine you're fine just finish just finish see i'm like reliving i'm getting teary again and so god god love brandon he's like he's such a rock for me just because he let me he let me cry and just bitch to him the whole time. <laughs> so this was seriously like uh probably only like 30 minutes of walking, but like 
I was I was like out of my mind. Just uh-huh. everything hurt and finally getting to that finish. So one of the great things about Jason Green, who is the race director for this race, he waits at the finish for every single finisher and he gives you a hug. And I turn the corner. I can see the finish line. It's this big, beautiful, inflatable arch. It says like Yeti Trail Runners on it. And I see him standing there with a buckle for me. And I freaking lose it again. I start crying like I'm uncontrollably crying. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm so tired. I need to (laughs) sit down. (laughs) Does someone have this on video? Somebody must. Um, which I'm also very sad about because I was just so out of it that I didn't get a picture with Jason. So I'm hoping somebody has a picture of me getting my hug, but <laughs> everybody reach out to the dead. Yeti trail runners and, and the, this Yeti race and Jason and see if, <laughs> if there was any video, does anyone like was the race director? Uh, Did he have like a social media person taking video? Like, I re- think he does, guys, but reach I just out. haven't reach out seen and find it. yet, but I was like, uh uh, so many emotions were going through my head, but the first thing I did after I sat down was I took those fucking shoes off. <sighs> the one thing I didn't do, though, was take the socks off. <laughs> I was so afraid to show people what my feet looked like. <laughs> it was bad. It was very bad. So it's been a week, six days mm-hmm. maybe, because we're recording on Friday. Yes. What do your feet look like today? Well, there's no blisters anymore. Well, there's a lot of calluses now, but uh, so I'll describe them to you, I guess, if you want. <laughs> I had two. There are no giant- details, as my co host likes to say. There we go. So I had two giant blood blisters on the outside of both of my heels. Those were so incredibly painful. And those just kept getting oozy. It was really, really bad. T- TMI, I'm sorry, I know. Um, I had blisters on both of my big toes and on the balls of my feet. So I was just fucked trying to walk. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. And then um, both of my little toes, like the entire toe was blistered. Um, my feet were swollen and red and itchy. And uh, yeah, they were they were uh, in real bad shape. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then Just my wow. knee. Uh, the oh, knee that so I that, screamed. I saw, I saw a picture, like, look like partway through the race. It, it was a beautiful picture, but your knees did look dirty. So you said you mm-hmm. fell. You told Brittany, where did you fall? At, like, what point of the race? It must have been early. Mile 13-ish. Oh, my God. Way to go. Yeah. You got, yeah. It, out, you got it out of the way. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of only fall it, no i fell twice okay yeah it kind of derailed me a little bit because i was like not feeling confident anymore so after that point i started doing a lot more walking so i feel like if i hadn't fallen at least so early i probably could have done a lot more running and might have mm-hmm. been a little bit better off with the time cutoffs but that's one of those you live and you learn kind of things i know a lot so- of things i would do differently so there was this tracker website and it was awesome yes. because you put your own photo up there and you got your photo with the world six star medal. And yep. eventually you'll have to get the seven and the eight star when they add uh, <laughs> Cape Town and Sydney. Yeah, But this was great because you could like save 
your number, your bib number 119, but there was this really cool feature where people could leave you messages during the race. You so guys, I didn't part- know that was a thing. So when did you realize that was a thing? After, okay. Yeah, I was in the car and Brandon was showing me and I like, emotions going wild. I was like crying all over again. You guys said such nice, encouraging things. I was like, I was just in awe to read those. It was wonderful. You got like, go get that buckle. Yay, penguin. Let's go, Erica. You got this. (laughs) Left foot, right foot, repeat bitch rachel left a few it was great hype man's like (laughs) you go you got this girl proud of you we got shauna in there we got mommy-o and daddy-o love it Mm -hmm. your mom wrote one of the best messages it was i'm scrolling (laughs) up um here we go you're going to do this wow i gave birth to a superhero you are amazing Oh, it's so cool. You're crushing it. So effing proud of you, Tara. I love that you write down, you spell out effing, E-F-F-I-N-G. I do the same. <laughs> I don't actually do the G at the end. Uh, Brandon even jumped in there. You're so close to the finish. Go get that buckle. Can't wait to celebrate. take a celebratory nap with you. <laughs> what was he took Brandon- a picture of me taking a nap. <laughs> What was That's his what experience? Did. Like, do you know how many times did he run into Brandon? Was he like really at every aid station or did he go back and like grab a meal and get a good night's sleep? What What was his experience? Did he tell you? Yeah. Yeah. So he, we did make some friends and I made sure like we met this awesome guy named Ken and I was like, Brandon, you got to stick to Ken. Ken's going to these aid stations. Like he's going to do all this stuff, but I don't think they connected so much during the race. So the first pass, I only saw him at Abingdon. And then I saw him at when I was coming back up to Damascus. So that was all I saw him for that first day. He had offered to come up to the higher aid stations But at that point, I was like, it's okay. I just want to go. And if I see you, then I'm going to want to like slow down and stop and stuff. So just let me do my thing. That was my my decision. So uh, while I was out running, um, I think he just kind of chilled, chilled at the hotel. Like he was telling me, though, he did have a couple of beers. He got himself some like Greek food like he he was treating himself right. (laughs) And he had sent me a text. I think I got it at like 4.50 in the morning. Uh, he was just checking in on me. And at that point, like I, I either didn't hear my phone go off or like I didn't see it until I tried texting him saying, hey, you might need to come get me. But he he like was worried about me because the tracker was not doing what it was really supposed to. Right. I think we all were a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but then I did get in touch with him once I hit Damascus because I had the service back. He got my text. He called, and I kind of was like, I'm okay now. I'm with people. We're going to do this. And so I was like trying to give him a ballpark of when I was going to finish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I can finish around 12.15. I wasn't that far off. I finished at 12.30, <laughs> like just about 12.30. But I was – I. Gave him the 1215 so he would be there, make sure he was there. And that's when he like parked and came to walk and finished it with me. So at the end, there is a video 
it's kind of poor quality, but I can get you the audio. So that guy, Pat, that I had met in the beginning, he was waiting yes. at the finish. Unfortunately, he didn't get um, he didn't get a finish this year, but uh-huh. he was waiting at the at the end. And he was like, we've been waiting for you. And all you hear me say is, I'm so tired. <laughs> and then I like, of course, you see the finish line and you want to finish as strong as you can. And I remember trying to run. And Brandon goes, your run is slower than my walk. (laughs) I'm like, thanks. (laughs) But it was all in good fun. I I did my best and it was for the best. Man, it would have been so cool if I could have been there. But I'm glad, like, I'm really excited and happy and proud of you. Thank Uh, you. Yeah, I was checking the app. And then, like I said, at one point I thought, oh, okay, she got a 50 miler in. She didn't have it next time and then on the shitter she's gonna do it (laughs) i wish i was i am so not there but i wish i had heard that (laughs) i think i need to say this with more enthusiasm i am so freaking proud of you that was just like unreal listen listen i i wasn't sure if you were really gonna do it i wanted you to do it but i wasn't sure because when you do the 50 you didn't even get 50 at 80 you we were short and I was like, well, she mm-hmm. now I didn't know about the 30 hour cutoff. Like there were right. so many other elements in this one. You had more time to get a hundred at first. Yes. I thought it was 24 hours. Then you had um, just the elements. It, it, it worked out, I guess. So I'm it so did, yeah. I think I was a little little bit on the fence. Like, I hope you know what I didn't want. I didn't want you to not finish it and then not go for it again because you've been progressing for towards a hundred. When I saw 50, that was actually 48. I was like, oh, damn, she only got 48. Like, she's not going to try this again. She's going to be like, 50 is my jam. So, <laughs> I don't even know I, if 50 is my jam, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so freaking proud. So I did do something. Um, mm-hmm. I love the engagement we've been getting on our Instagram page recently. And I sent uh, the question thing out where you, you click on the question and you, you type in a response and I get it. And then some people sent me a direct message and I was like, I just hit the thing. But um, <laughs> we'll start we'll start with uh, I'm going to ask you some questions. We got like 15 or 16 of them. Oh, Are shit. you ready? Okay. I didn't sure. prepare you for these. I'll try my best, you guys. So some of the questions you already kind of have answered, like Mary asked the question, what inspired you to do, do the Yeti 100? We talked about that in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, pushing so limits. We, right. <laughs> if we have a couple of those, maybe we'll just be like, oh, we already talked about it. We'll see. Sure. So let's start with J Thomas 822. And I'm looking at my screenshot. So like, I don't know if J Thomas is Jeff Thomas or Jennifer Thomas or whoever, but J Thomas 822 any any mantras you repeated to get you through the race? We kind of talked about that with Brittany, actually. Yep. Uh, so <laughs> literally towards the end, I was just saying, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Excuse my French, but that was literally like the only thing I could think of was just like, get this done. Get this done. So I tr- like I did have some other mantras, the garbage can. <laughs> and yep. um I was team struggle run. I was trying to run into my unknown, which I absolutely did. Um, what was Courtney Dewalter's, which I love. It's um, be brave, be patient, believe like that. Like those were getting me through the beginning ones. 
But towards the end, I was just like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Did you finish your bracelets? No, I didn't. But did you you take the sticky note with you? I had the sticky note. Yep. Yes. So (laughs) I was actually thinking with all those beads I have, maybe I'll make some some nice little presents for our Patreons. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) cool. I got some ideas. Patreons, we have a new Patreon. We'll shout out here, but we'll give her the official shout out on the next episode when it's more like a standard episode. But Angela Paul, thank you so much for jumping thank you, on Angela. our Patreon. We love you. We just dropped a video on there that's Patreon only. It will come on YouTube a month later, but it's our jibber jabber, and we're going to do that like every other week, maybe. So fun, love it. And Jay Thomas is Jennifer Thomas. I did a quick little look on Instagram when you're answering cool. that. She also wants to know what's your next race, and I, I'll give you. Any race. What's your next race of any kind? I have two coming up, and I actually think that I can compete in them. Well, I say compete, but I mean participate. Um, I have Ghost Train, uh, the Sunset 30 Miler. That's on the 14th of October. So my feet are feeling good, and I think I'll be able to actually start that one. And then coming up uh, the first weekend in November, I have the 30-hour hamster wheel. So who knows if I'll be able to go for a buckle that day, but I know it's possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that one might be a little better at night. A lot more people. It's the round course oh, where uh, you'll yep. run into people. So and I'll have friends. Just, just keep moving. Like like Rachel yep. says, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kate Kloss wants to know, how was the mental game over the miles? When did you know I'm really going to finish this? The mental game was so, so tough. Uh, Just getting through the pain, that pain cave was, I was deep in it. Um, And I really didn't know I was going to finish until I saw I had like two and a half hours left with like three miles to go (laughs) or something like that. It was in the very, very, very last miles where I was like, I can't mess this up. (laughs) So it took a while, but I I knew I had it at the very end. All right, next question comes from Laura133. She is the Laura who recognized me at the TI-10 miler and made my day when she goes, you're the guy, you're the podcast guy. Yeah, love she was you, on Laura. Lena's team. She was yes, on Lena's team. Absolutely love Laura. Beach, so yeah. She wants to know, what was the time frame from going from 5 to 10Ks to graduating to <laughs> ultimate badass? Oh, dang. So my very first race was back in 2009, and that's when I did the Goffstown Gallop. So that was a five-miler, and it has taken many, many, many years to get to this point. (laughs) So how many years is that now? 14? Like, I don't know. I just started doing ultras, like, in 2021. So that's, that's when things escalated. But by no means am I saying everybody has to do this. This is like a crazy crazy thing that i have embarked on so (laughs) keep to the 5ks 10ks if you want to basically run what you want but yeah it took a long time to get to that point all right the next question i want to save for the very end the last question so remind me in case i forget to go back to it so now we're going from laura to her cousin lena shots of coffee wants to know did you wish that you were a vampire like edward so you wouldn't feel sleepy she, yeah, she's Team Edward. Um, <laughs> Lena, these you know are the what? questions I want. When I say ask anything, you 
did the job correctly. Thank you. I want to know things like that or or the spare no detail kind of questions. <laughs> Lena, Lena was you... one of the ones who 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 um, chimed in on my Team Edward versus Team Jacob posts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah with Aaron. <laughs> when I was talking right. about Aaron, yeah. Um, I would have loved to have been a vampire at that point because they don't feel pain either. So that would have been nice as long with the along with the no sleep thing. Oh, and they sparkle. And they sparkle. Even better. Dude, sparkles, glitter, unreal this week. My house is destroyed again. But let's <laughs> talk about it in the next episode. My house is destroyed. <laughs> yes, yes. Someone sent me the greatest like glitter, secondhand glitter, like YouTube uh, goof mo- video that someone made. Glitter is, like you said, the herpes of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. It's, it spreads everywhere Forever. and it never goes away. Forever. Yep. Our, our friend Tara Watt, Coach Watt on the gram, wants to know, was there ever a point where you didn't think you were going to finish? If so, how do you overcome? She wrote you, the letter U. So love that. Um, <laughs> we kind of talked about it, but why don't you elaborate a little bit on that moment? Yeah, this was when it was totally dark out. I was all alone. I didn't think I was going to make a cutoff. And at that point, I was just so badly in pain that I was ready to throw in the towel. But lucky for me, I knew I had to make it to the next aid station anyways. And the the people behind me who caught up told me that I had enough time. So that's that dug me out of that hole. I'm, I'm telling you, once you get out of the darkness, it totally changes things. So I had that little fire lit under me. Okay. Uh, Carol, pause. And we know Carol. Run, walk, brew, our friend. Yeah. yeah. I ran into her on the rail trail. I was walking with the boys Did and you? she was running with Run Walk Brew. I couldn't make it, but I was on the rail trail with the boys. So yeah, nice. she stopped and said hi to the fellas. Uh, awesome. She wants to know if you listen to anything. Lots of music and sync on repeat. <laughs> um, I had actually downloaded um, some audiobooks. books. Uh, one of my favorite audiobooks is Ready Player One. And I've listened to that so many times, it's kind of comforting to me. So I had that as a backup, but I mostly stuck to music. Um, I had a little bit of everything going. I had like a punk rock playlist, a lot of pop because I love pop music. Um, I think even like the Barbie soundtrack I had in there, (laughs) just anything that would kind of elevate my my, uh, mood would Mm -hmm. would work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Run Miked, and Run Miked is the co-host of the Will Run For podcast. Oh, awesome. And I want to say that he and Aaron were supposed to be there to help crew for a friend, and that friend ended up not no. doing the race. And no they were way. so bummed that they couldn't be there to support you, too, when they realized you were going to be there. Uh, oh, I had no idea. That would have been cool. They do this thing on their their podcast now. It's called The Goal Getters. Or the go-getters. Mm-hmm. I think it's the goal-getters. And, and goal-getters. It's like, hey, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Like, hey, send us your thing. So I sent it about you and me, one for each, uh, the week before your race. And it said, for Erica, she has her first 100-miler, and her goal is to not die. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. So they they're abo- they would have been there if uh, their friend did it, who they're going to crew for. But he or she ended up not doing the race. But we gotcha. love, I love, I listen to uh, Will Run For. So. They're awesome over there. Mike wants to know, though, were there any low points where you weren't sure you could continue? So someone at, kind of asked that question, but was let me let me, you know, dig deeper. Was there another point in this race like 
in the first half uh, or before nightfall, we were like, man, I don't know if I have this or maybe the opposite. Like I got it. And then at one point you're like, I don't, for instance, when I did my Ironman at one point, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm never doing this again. Like, oh, I like had this those is thoughts. awful. Yeah. So, well, this is in the later half again, but literally I'm a mile away from the finish line and there's this peppy girl who comes up behind me and I don't know how she still had energy. Like I was completely depleted of energy, but she was like, oh, this is your first one. Do you love it? And I was like, no, no, I don't. (laughs) And She's like, oh, everybody feels that way. When's your next one? And I was like, never, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) Of course. She was right. And I was like, now that I know what I know, I'm like, I could do this different. I can do better. I know I can do better. But mm-hmm. there are just points where I'm like, I don't understand how people want to do this. It is so hard. Just so, so difficult. And that's how it's supposed to be. But yeah, what was the question? <laughs> oh, the question was about any of the low points where you oh, weren't sure you could continue. Point. So yeah. Well, that's that never wanting to do one again. But like, I was at the point where I'm like, I don't want to do ghost train. I don't want to do hamster wheel. I don't even want to do anchor down again. And then I'm like, Did you like, ever think about like, <laughs> I don't really want to w- even walk tomorrow. So screw the whole run walk streak. <sighs> I never, I never wanted to get rid of the run walk streak because it's, oh, it's a walk streak. It's not, it's nothing d- too difficult. But I honestly don't think I could have run. If this was a run streak, I would have been like, I can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So luckily it's a run walk streak and I can do whatever I want. The next question comes from run the journey. Our friend, Nicole Bryant, who subbed in for you last week and she did amazing. She wants to know what kept you going. Honestly, it was you guys, all of you guys, of course for myself, like I wanted to, I wanted to do it, but I could have tapped out so much earlier if I knew that it was just me, but like I knew you guys were following and I knew you were cheering for me. And I, I just hate letting people down. And I know it's, it's not about that. Like it, it is my own thing and it's not about anybody else, but I just didn't want to disappoint people because they were, they were cheering and I had all those wonderful messages and I didn't know it till the end, but I just, you guys really did keep me going. Like it was so, so helpful. That's a good answer. I like that one. It's that true. Means this podcast is working and it's doing it. <laughs> and you're afraid of letting us all down. I felt the love. I really did. And I was like, I don't know. How I, many I would... people? How many people were hitting you up before the race? Like just sending you texts oh, and I had DMs. So and... many messages. Like just, I can't even. I can't even name them all. But like. It was Lena and it was Tara and it was Lindsay and my parents and my sister and like just everybody was coming out of the woodwork and I just felt so, so like happy and I just wanted to finish so I could be like you guys were proud of me for a reason, you know? All right. Next question comes from our friend Katie Pisani. Run, bake, eat, repeat. She has a three questions in her question. So question one, how (laughs) many pickles were consumed? A lot. I think I drank more juice than I did eat pickles, but I had a good 10 pickles. Eh, It doesn't seem like a lot, but it was a lot of pickles. Uh, Her next question is, did you ever talk to yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Because I was freaking out in the dark all by myself that I would be like, just fucking do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> like, oh, and I would sing <laughs> out loud, too. If I You sing it. out loud. Oh, really? I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If anybody was around me, <laughs> they probably stayed awake because they're like, who is this crazy person? <sighs> her, her third question here is, uh, what was your first meal post-race? Oh, what did I? Oh, so I took a nap. Um... I don't even think I ate anything right after. Uh, Brandon tried nap? to give uh, an hour, maybe it, it was not a it was not a good nap. Um, Brandon tried to feed me a donut, which I said no to. So that just ought to tell you what kind of state I was in after this race. But um, we wound up getting like for a real meal. We had Greek food again, so I had a a chicken hero gyro. And it had French fries. And I think I had, I had bought myself a tiny little celebratory bottle of champagne and I drank that too. So that was my, my post-race meal. So uh, Eric Newt wants to know, how were your feet during and after the race? I think we already talked about that. Do you want to elaborate any more on your feet? Uh, they're better now, but they were a, they were a fucking mess. <laughs> they're good now. Uh Kiki runs 26.2. We know her Candace. from ADU. Yes, yep, yes. She's amazing. She goes, when during the race did you realize that you made it? You hit your 100 and you got the buck. So let's talk more about, because we already kind of answered that. Someone asked that question. Yeah. Let's talk more about the buckle. Did you Ooh, ever think buckle. of the buckle during the race? You're like, did the buckle mean a lot to you? Like you wanted that damn buckle or you like, Buckle's okay, not a big deal. How important was that buckle to you? The buckle was like the holy grail. I had to have it. I'll show you guys again. I showed Brittany, but do you see how freaking awesome this thing is? This cool. is like everything I could have wanted. This thing Love is how huge. Brittany got so it's excited heavy. about the uh, unicorn and the <laughs> rainbow and the Yeti. So yeah. this is like the Yeti spirit, okay? Um, I tried to dress appropriately for the Yetis. Um, I had rainbow socks and I had a sparkle skirt that had, uh, rainbow holographic unicorns on it. Mm -hmm. And I wore that the entire race. I like pinned my bib to it and people like knew me by the sparkle skirt. <laughs> so keep going with the sparkles. Um, but that is like the... This is the Yeti spirit. I like, I had to get it. It was like the beacon from afar, you know, like I just was running towards the buckle and nice. I would not have been happy if I didn't get it. I nice. would have been very disappointed. Love that. So happy for you there. All right, cool. Yeah. Because I never wear butt buckles. So I'm like, butt buckle. I just called it a butt buckle. Butt buckle. <laughs> this is fantastic. It's late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scott Black wants to know, mm -hmm. he says, tell us what it is like going downstairs. So what was what was it like just going up and downstairs and walking around for the next couple of days? Can I tell you this? Out of all of my like post-race injuries, my muscles were like negligible. I didn't hurt two days later. Like my my muscles were fine with the exception of my shoulders because of that backpack I was carrying. But I did so much walking during this race. Do not get me wrong. I walked a majority of it. Probably a good 
55 miles, I would say, I I walked, which is huge. But, like, that's like a speed walk, power hike, whatever. But my muscles felt fine. I think I did the right amount of training. I don't think I could have done that any better. It was just the feet that sucked and my knee, which because of where it is, it just really hurts to bend it. So that's probably the worst part. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're down to our last question, the one I said, don't let me forget. To save. Okay. Okay. Our last question comes from at Eham Shazam. I wonder who that is. <laughs> Writes in all capital letters. <laughs> Will I do another 100 mile race? Erica, uh, give us the that, answer. Drum roll, please. Hold on. That is the, that is the question. <laughs> Uh, as of right now, I don't have one planned, but I could tell you I will probably try it again. As the crazy same as race it is, a hundred miler. Honestly, I would love to do this race again. It was so so pretty. Like everything about it was just nice. The volunteers were fantastic. The scenery was beautiful. Like the only thing that kind of sucked was the aid stations were seven miles away. And it, that may not seem like a lot, but like in the middle of the night, you're like seven miles. Ugh. So I wish there were a couple more sprinkled in there. But honestly, it was a fantastic race. It was put on by wonderful people. Jason Green is like a fantastic race director. He he wants everybody to succeed. He's trying to make it easy for you, as easy as it can be. And I love if that I he could... gives you a hug at the finish line. Ugh, God, it was so it was like one of the best hugs ever. Like it was fantastic. But I, if I could do this one again, I absolutely would. I just I might do maybe I'll stick to the, the like 24 hour, 30 hour loop races because those those are nicer just because you don't have to carry anything at all if you don't want to you have a base camp like it's a little more comfortable if if you will so maybe i'll do well i have hamster wheel and i didn't drop out of that so <laughs> that's got to be something good but who knows who knows if i'll get one there well you're amazing like wow so Loony. freaking cool that is a lot <laughs> harder than an iron man i'll tell you it was so hard, but feels good. feels good. I'm so damn proud of you. I really am. Thank so you. amazing job. Congratulations. Thank you for Thank taking you. You. 90 minutes here to give us a well-detailed, you know, description of your race and your event. I'm sure I missed like so much stuff too, but like it's, how do you, how do you really describe it all? I mean, it was an, it was an incredible experience and so happy I did it. I'm so happy I finished it, and I'm just thankful for everybody who got me there, got me to the finish. There were a lot of people, so thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. You're a fucking rock star. Nah. You know that? That's what you are. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so let, let's do a quick like like three-minute outro here. Let's sure. talk a little bit about the pod. If people are still listening, let's do, <laughs> let's do two things. It is October. You and I haven't gotten to talk about it yet because you missed yeah. last week, but it is our Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we're going to be right back with the breast cancer awareness episodes next week on Tuesday. So super yes. excited for that. We have two more amazing women and I, and we really can't wait to, to let you guys hear their interviews. So those, those are going to drop soon in the next couple of weeks. 
Also, we have our we have our pages for you guys to follow us at Instagram. Go give us a follow Instagram. YouTube, go and subscribe. We are now up to, I think, 30 subscribers on YouTube, Erica. And just nice, today, nice, the day nice. I'm recording, we dropped the Maurice Loman, a.k.a. That. the Marathon Panda episode. Speaking of him, we got to give him shout out because he is running a hundred miler himself starting. So today's Friday, starting on Saturday. So let's wish him luck. Well, good luck, Maurice. But how cool is it that like the day before the race, you get a shout out from him on his own Instagram channel? He is just so kind. I mean, I was so excited to see that. And he actually knew somebody who was there. Um, Did you meet them? I didn't actually get to meet them in person, but we have connected. Nice. So Instagram, YouTube, you can go on our TikTok and I'll post everything all at once one time. You can go to our Twitter. I'll never post. The other (laughs) one is Patreon. And guys, we just had a new Patreon as we talked about. We're going to give her her real kudos next on next week's episode, especially kind of perfect that it's October and she was one of our guests from October. But go check out our Patreon. We're doing a few more things on there where we're doing jibber jabber every other week or so. We're going to we're going to post that and. We did our first one. It dropped last week, and the response was great. Mary, Patrick, Lena, Sarah all had, like, epic responses to that. They thought it was awesome. (laughs) They loved the little tour you gave them of your room and your packing and of my room and the mess it always is. And just (laughs) Patrick loved my my, uh, sign stand here. So, yeah, no, we did that. That that was jibber-jabber. We had to cancel a few interviews or not cancel, postpone. And mm-hmm. we had a little free time to talk because of that. So, yeah, we're doing jibber jabber. That's going to be a thing. More exciting things to come in 2024. Guys, we absolutely love doing this podcast and we love you guys. And Erica would not have completed this 100 miler <laughs> if it wasn't for, if you go back and back and back, if it wasn't for this podcast, because if it wasn't for this podcast, I don't think you would have had all the people that you had to finish the race for. So mm-hmm. we're just going to say you would have never you're done this the if truth. it wasn't for this podcast. Honestly, I think you're right. Like you guys are a huge, huge part of my success. And I honestly can't do it without you. I love you guys so much. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You're rock stars. We love what we're doing. And I love, uh, I think it was Lindsay the other day who just sent me a random message and said, don't ever stop because what you guys have is fucking special. <laughs> I, I feel like, it, man. I feel it. I was it. like, yeah. And that was before the Aaron Azar interview. <laughs> oh, even better. Uh, we love what we're doing, you guys, and we have no plans of stopping. So, yeah. So thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for being rock stars and thank you for helping and supporting us and just, you know, helping push Erica and helping, you know, with everything. You guys rock. Mm-hmm. So Erica, what an awesome episode. What an awesome race. So damn proud of you, girl take us home i honestly can't do it without you guys you are all my favorite me and eric and we love you so 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 much and don't forget to stretch
Congratulations to your 100 miler.